We are live. O2 hydration, best hour back in the sack together. Gotta is love that. that. To, is that okay? To, I figure we could talk dirty now since I have an OnlyFans page. You better. I haven't um, talked to you in so long, man. I'm I know, dude. All, all your sweet nothings. Oh, uh, got a face for radio. Um, Why don't I start to interview you about your OnlyFans page? Because uh, yeah, I got dropped that. <laughs> I, yeah, I well. I got notified via Slack message that we're having we're doing an OnlyFans giveaway. So anybody that is aware, um, Team Fern, only Team Fern. If you're on <laughs> Team Ackerman, that's basically you've decided you want to be a loser for the rest of your life. So just don't even opt for that one. Um, but yeah, five hundred dollar giveaway. Cody, Brent, come on screen real quick and give us the rundown on that. Yeah, so we've got a lot of stuff that's going to be going on between now and the next two weeks. Um, there are a few things that are mandatory. You've got to be a fan of us, which we all know you are. You've got to follow us on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, sign up for our newsletter. All of those you can find links to at the, the link that's in our bio for Instagram. Um, and then some of the ways that you can improve your chances. Oh, and on that post um, that we made, it is pinned at the top of our grid on Instagram. You've got to share it and you got to tag three people. All that's mandatory. All right. So now you're in the drawing. Cool. In order to improve your chances, you show up on these streams here. You comment Team Ackerman or Team Firm. We got already got some people that are over here in the chat. Nick P, Nikki Sharp, Candy Hughes, Philip Kelly, all of it, right? You show up. We go live three times a week. So you got six opportunities between now and before the um, contest is over to show up in their chats. We've got a couple other ways. You can check out that pin post, though. Give us a cue of the week. Share our whiteboard post. Really just interacting with us on social media. And at the end of that, we will pick a winner to win a $500 Rogue gift card, which might get you a sweat towel. <laughs> well, with today's inflation, that's accurate. So um, uh, thank you, Cody. I appreciate that. Yeah, so get in there. Team Fern, Team Fern only. Um, also, like and subscribe. Share this YouTube channel. Go buy some O2. Your life will be better for all of those things. But Dude, we can, we can just end it there, man. Right, we're done. Show's That's over. Um, but Mr. Dave Kalina, I, th I believe this is either your third or fourth. No, I think it's your fourth time on the show. Is, that is it really four? Wow. Yeah, I think we did the first. I, well, the first one we ever did was during COVID, and then we right. obviously did one live. And I know you've done another one. I think with with, with, with Ackerman, Ackerman, and and yeah. Nicole Christensen from Roots. Yeah, yeah that was so a fun. One. You might be our most frequented guest of the show. Yes. Does that does you that know. mean you get a OnlyFans page? It means you get your free your a free OnlyFans right, page. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we wanted to talk. You guys are doing O O2, obviously, mm -hmm. is going through a rebranding. You guys are kind of shifting gears here, but you guys have uh I think there can be some things learned. Uh I think you're a tough son of a bitch, and you guys have had a bit of a year, I guess I would say. It's like it's been a bit of a couple years. <laughs> a lot yeah. Of and um, I think there's a lot to be learned because you're still here, still kicking, still getting after it, still doing the thing. So um, I'll kind of – how far back do we want to go here? How far back do you want to go? Last time we talked? When was the last time we talked? The last time you and I talked was when we were in um, – Madison? When we were uh, – oh, yeah, when we were in Madison. Yep. Yeah, so I was going to say Boulder, but that was prior to that. So we were in Madison and – Talked is a loose term. That's either that's like a in passing or passing high five. Yeah, or drunk. So <laughs> it's kind of kind of one or the other. Um, but yeah, you guys had a great showing at the games. We did. Um, that, was, that was cool. I think that was a big thing for you guys. And you guys were kind of in the midst of of closing out um, some fundraising. Mm -hmm. how, like so, how far after the games does do does that shift or the, whatever we were going to yeah. call it? I don't even know. After the games. It was really when 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 we started to hit some you know some turbulence some pretty meaningful turbulence at mm -hmm. O2 um, and I, I guess I should have been tipped off you know as soon as I got back from Madison I came down with COVID for the first time and it just totally knocked me on my ass <laughs> and, oh, and really you know I got up again five days later and then something right. else knocked me on my ass and then I got up again five days later something else so it felt like that's when you know. Everything goes in peaks and valleys, but th that's when a valley started for me personally, for sure. Um, and as you mentioned, we had a uh, our first institutional fundraise was was closing over the course of um, September and October. So we'd been working on this deal 
with a venture capital group here in Boulder. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was the first time that we'd raised a, a pretty large amount of money mm -hmm. uh, from a venture group uh, or otherwise. And we spent so much time and energy and dollars getting that deal done, papered, legal costs, all the diligence, et cetera, right. only, only to see it fall apart the same week that it was supposed to, that the money was supposed to hit the bank. And that was, was like legit the 11th hour. It was the 11th hour. Yeah. The, the analogy that we made was it, it felt like we had gotten, you know, stood up at the podium on our own wedding day. Um, and, you know, that was a big surprise. And, you know, and, and anyone listening knows if you own a business, surprises are not good <laughs> because, you They're know, it's often the worst. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, and this one was especially not good because the partner who we'd been, you know, discussing and then working on this deal with um, one of the one of the partners, it was somebody who, you know, I'd grown close with and and grew to trust, you know, like like a mentor in many ways. Um, and I got no signs whatsoever from him or anyone else on his team that this was going to fall apart. In fact, we got a lot of encouragement to go ahead and hire people and spend money on things like marketing events, CrossFit games, et cetera, as if the deal was already done and the money was in the bank. And so we did. Um, so when it, when it did, when it fell through, we had to revisit our entire business plan basically mm -hmm. and, and rework our entire business model. Um, and like a lot of companies, you know, over the course of the last six months, we've gone through more rounds of layoffs than I care to, I care to admit. Um, right. And, and par partly as a result of that fundraise falling through and then partly mm -hmm. as a result of, you know, some other things in the macroeconomic climate. Um, but, you know, like, you know, and probably anyone else listening to this, if, if you focus enough on the things that are within your control, you can get through almost any situation. Um, and I'm, I'm very proud and happy and, and glad to say that we've gotten through those turbulent times and are now in a much stronger position than we would have been otherwise, honestly. That's awesome. The, um, have you had any contact with the, with this person that was kind of a mentor or do, is there a chance that they didn't know, or they just were under, under lock and key? Oh, I mean, <clears throat> I think that, so I, I have had a little bit of contact, um, he he and I actually teach the same class at the same university here in Boulder. Oh, okay. So we're both faculty members, <laughs> so that's that's a little weird. Um, but you know, I th I think that fundamentally he is a good person who had the right intentions, but um, you know, just went went about uh, went about things in a very poor and and very almost um just 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 not a good way right you know? okay we don't and, have to get into the details yeah. i was just curious like if it's like maybe this guy got caught off guard just like no know, he, but... i mean I, I i he's 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 one of four people in the fund and right. he's, he's the only one in the united states so he's a right. leader in, the, in that fund right. um, so on that note a, a question for you i know a little bit about the VC world and the VC mm -hmm. game. Yeah. What do people, what do people not know about that? So venture capitalists is basically it's outside money to come in, uh, essentially help you grow your okay. company ahead of revenue in and most and vast majority of instances. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know it can sound great and it can be great, but, uh, that's not how the world works. So mm -hmm. what do people, what do people not know about the VC game that might be shocking? Um, you know, I, I, I think that at least in the, you know, in, in, on the side of that table that I sit, VCs don't have a great reputation. Right. Um, and, and frankly, I think that's earned. Um, I like, like any field and any, you know, sort of stereotype, there are definitely exceptions. Um, this morning, for example, I had breakfast with one of my best friends in Boulder, who's a very prominent VC in the food and beverage industry. And he's just a great human being. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I had another very prominent Boulder based or Denver based VC come in and guest lecture my class. And she's a great human being, mm -hmm. but, but there's a reputation among entrepreneurs that venture capitalists are, you know, sometimes predatory 
and sometimes don't have the business's best interest in mind and can sometimes get in the way and muck things up. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen that personally in the experience that I just shared, you know, um, I'm positive this wasn't the case, but if somebody wanted to destroy the business, that was a pretty good way to go about doing it, you know, um, uh, purposefully or not, uh, right. Job job well done. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and that story isn't unique to me, unfortunately, you know, there's, there's been a lot of entrepreneurs who have gotten stood up at the altar. There's been a lot of entrepreneurs who have, you know, seen their business kind of go down the toilet after getting venture capital involved. And so I'll tell you what is a truth objectively because it's my own that I can share is I would not go into a business again that, that absolutely required other people's money. Um, Interesting. I was, that was kind of what I was going to ask you is like, if, if you were going to do it again, would you do anything differently? But it just sounds like I would not do it again. I would not go, I, I would not go into a, a industry or a business model that, that couldn't be profitable from day one. Got it. Um, because you know, or I couldn't fund personally, you know, and at this point, so it, right now you're referring to the beverage industry, like just going into I'm referring to any industry, right? Okay. Got you it. know, like if, if let's say, um, you know, let's fast forward 10 years mm-hmm. and, you know, O2 is doing its own thing, but I'm not, I'm not there anymore or whatever, whatever is next for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would be surprised if I were telling you, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm the CEO of this company or I founded this company and we have investors or we have have private equity involved. Um, And, and the reason for that is, well, it's, it's not because all investors are bad. In fact, O2 has some incredible investment partners and, and we wouldn't be around if it weren't for them. Right. Um, But it is because you give up control of your own destiny when you're reliant on other people's money. Mm-hmm. And, and we saw that and learned that in a very real and painful way over the course of September, October, when that fundraise fell apart. I mean, we were, we were promised and papered, you know, a, a fundraise to the tune of $10 million. And, and that, that evaporated. And it was because some rich guy made a decision and made a misinformed decision, in my opinion, but it totally changed everything mm-hmm. for everybody who works at O2, myself included. You right. know, so, so you're subject to the whim of somebody else's decision making. Who wants to do that? You know, right. why not be subject to your own decision making? Right. Let's do this because speculating is fun. Um, if you were to speculate in a vacuum, free of any sort of penal- penalty, do you see that being a problem for CrossFit? I don't know. Um, I know I nothing about that relationship, just for the record. Somebody's like looking for insider baseball. Like, I don't think Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, I hope not. And me too. Me too. You know, I would, I would be, so I would be surprised if that fund, which has a, a you know, from, from my understanding, venture capital and private equity are two, two pretty different things. Right. So, I have a, I'm closer to the venture capital world than the private equity world, but that said, and, and Berkshire partners is a, is a private equity fund. Um, They do have a VC components of that. Maybe I don't know the details of that. I don't know if it's, I, so I would, I will uh, very openly um, acknowledge my ignorance here. I don't know which one of it is. uh, I would would bet that it's the private equity side. Private equity. Okay. Because of the size of that transaction. Right. Um, and, and they've got a pretty good reputation from what little I know of the private equity world. I mean, it's Berkshire Hathaway. That's not a secret, right? So, yeah, that's right. That's right. Pretty, pretty well-established company. Um, and so I would be surprised if they came in and tried to muck things up with CrossFit because, Mm -hmm. you know, they've, because of the strength of their reputation and also because of the strength of the leadership team that they've been able to recruit and maintain and retain, you know, If, if they, if they sucked and if they were, you know, inadvertently flushing things down the toilet, I don't think you'd see the people who have chosen to stay, who have right. been across it for a long time. And I don't think you'd see the quality of people who are, you know, newer to that business and in leadership positions. So 
So I'm making the bet with O2 as a sponsor of the CrossFit Games and, you know, full season partner that that business will get better, not worse as a result of that investment. I, I too hope so. So um, I think that's good for everybody. So we'll see. I think we'll see. I think we'll see some more information come out of here in a couple of weeks. But the um, so let's talk about that. So you're going to you guys are going to be uh, is, is that a title sponsor? What, what's the technical? Uh, I, what is the technical? Just partner uh, of some sort partner of sponsor. Yeah, okay. Sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're, so uh, you guys will be there in full force again, throwing O2 at everybody. That's right. That's right. We, we are we are the uh, the exclusive sports drink of the CrossFit Games, um, and that th- that was, you know, when you have a moment like many of us have had. If you own a business, you have an oh shit moment or two or three, or more than three in my case. Um, but last year's biggest oh shit moment was when that deal fell apart, and that moment like I said, really forced us to reevaluate the entire business model. And, and I was not, not sure O2 was going to survive. I mean, we've, we've had multiple oh shit moments in the past and never had I questioned our survival except for this one. And so I really had to question everything. And, and one of the things that I questioned was the, the brand and the rebrand and the positioning, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that I questioned was, you know, our ability even just our ability to do the CrossFit games, you know, could we, could we, could we, could we pay, pay to do that? Right. right. Um, and, and then should we pay to do that? Right. <laughs> Under this revised business model. Um, and ultimately we, we chose to move forward and CrossFit has been great in working with us to, to do that. Um, because we believe in CrossFit and where it's going, but it was, you know, you, you have to question almost everything, in one of those oh shit moments. Otherwise, you know, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've probably not had any oh shit moments to that extent, but I've definitely had more than I care to, uh, to think about. And mm-hmm. I, I always look at those and I'm like, those oh shit moments look like this where like all options now go on the table. That's right. Like, like everything. That's right. Like, everything. Do, like right. do I cannibalize the whole thing? Do I get rid of it? Like, I mean, yeah. you just start, you start running through, you know, what are seemingly doomsday scenarios right. of like, do we shut right. down? Do we quit? Like, what do we do? Right. And uh, those are not fun, man. I do think they make you a different type of business owner, though. I think, I think so when too, you, because they a make lot you, of people don't want to do stuff like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, what was that like for you? Uh, it wasn't fun. And, and I don't think any of those, any of those, um, oh shit moments of reevaluation are fun. Because you, you have to face some some truths that you may not want to face. Um, the first of which was, oh, I, I have to do like I have to do a round of layoffs like tomorrow for me. And and the people who lost their jobs were great people who were doing doing great things at O2. And that's that's always tough. Um, another was whether or not we should continue to move forward with this rebrand exercise that, that we did. And ultimately we, you know, we chose to do that and I think it was the right decision, but that was, that was tough. And so you have to put everything on the table, including, do I want to do this anymore? You know, am I, or in my case, am I the best person to do this? Right. Oh, so, that's, you know, I, I really that, one sting. that one stings. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and ultimately I, you know, I concluded that, yeah, I want to do this and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still, I think, the right person to be doing this at this stage. But you have to look at all things as objectively as possible. And that's really tough to do, right? Because we're all really good at convincing ourselves of our own bullshit. Right. And, and I think that's a, that is a slippery slope. But if you can just take a step back and recognize those oh shit moments for what they are, which I think are opportunities to get stronger and tighter as a business, then it's like, okay, I can do this because it's best for the business and it's ultimately going to be best for me and the team as a result. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned it a couple of times. And I think um, when we did our podcast in Boulder, you guys had, you guys were, had just kind of started down that path of a rebrand. I don't even, re- I don't even remember if we talked about it in the podcast. If we did, it was very, uh, surface very level. yeah, very surface level. Um, so talk about that and then talk about what, what are the things that went into that? Like, as so you're going through this rebranding and then basically your, your knees are kicked out from underneath you. 
and right. you're like, oh shit, is this the best option? Do we go completely rechange our brand as we're losing right. essentially like all of the lifeblood of a, of a functioning right. business? Right, right, exactly. Um, you know, and and it, thankfully there had been a, a lot of really good thinking already put into that project at that time, because if we weren't as far along with it as we were, we probably wouldn't have done it. You know, we probably wouldn't have, have gone forward with it. Um, but that, that project of, of rebranding our business, repositioning it from a recovery drink to a healthy sports drink was really a 14 month project. You know, that, that started in late 2021 when, you know, after I, I can't remember which oh shit moment this was, it was a less severe one, but right. it was a moment, right. Um, it kind of hit me that we didn't, we, we weren't doing a very good job of communicating what's so special about our product, which is the fact that it's twice as effective as Gatorade with only one gram of sugar and it tastes fucking awesome. And you would never have gotten that information just from looking at the can. Mm -hmm. This is our old can design. Um, the old can design looked fine, but it didn't look particularly appetizing. It kind of looked sterile and clinical. It said um, oxy oxygenated recovery drink, which what the hell is that to somebody who knows nothing about our product? Um, and, and that was about it, you know, and you can mm -hmm. kind of barely make out the flavor names. So we had we had put a ton of time and energy into developing that brand and that positioning. Yeah. yeah. So Cody pulled up. This is the old one. Yeah, this That's is the, the old one. one. Yep. Yeah. Do you have a um, picture of the new one, Cody? Or there's even out. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. 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 So, so if you yeah. if you contrast those two, you can see how far of a departure the right. most recent you know iteration is from the older. It's the mm -hmm. same liquid formulation because we knew right. we knocked that out of the park from day one. Everybody who tries there too always really really likes it. Our customers are super loyal. Whether you're talking wholesale gym owners or D2C subscribers. Right. And we've always gotten really, really positive feedback on the liquid. But that doesn't matter if somebody at a gym who's unfamiliar with O2 looks at, you know, the looks into the cooler and sees this can that they don't really recognize, that doesn't really telegraph the benefits of the product. The brand doesn't make a ton of sense. You know, that none of the, none of that matters because they're never going to try it. Right. Dude, I was literally having this comment in a thread, not this comment, but a, a very, like a 1000% completely parallel conversation on a different topic in, in a, in a Instagram thread today about, um, Cody, what was the thread that we, was it Jay who put up the thread for, Oh, about the limited punch classes. I don't know. I think Jay put up something about like punch classes and our, our kind of stance is like, Hey, they're, they're really not great for the business and not great for the for mm -hmm. the client and and um you know somebody it was it was a very respectful conversation so i'm not mm -hmm. i'm not poo-pooing anybody yeah. the um but the one of the arguments was like well we offer these because uh it allows the client to get what they want or to to uh what do they say i don't want to put words in their mouth it allows the client to pay for what they use mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i said okay well that's a novel thought it still doesn't change the actual outcome right so intent is different than outcome number one number two i said well when i get into the limited and I'm going to, I'm going to wrap up this story yeah. and put a bow on it. But so when I'm, when I'm selling limited classes, now I'm exchanging money for time. Right. And I said, that's not what we sell. Mm -hmm. So I said, what do you sell? He said, well, we sell coaching and accountability. And there's a, there's a disconnect there. Number one, because if you're selling two times a week, like I, it's hard for you to convince me that you're selling accountability. That's the first one. But number mm -hmm. two, we also have to recognize that what we think, what we say we're selling is not always what people are buying. Yeah, I think that's a right. really important point. And, and how we think about how we actually communicate that so that the person actually buys what it is that I'm selling. And we're, we're talking semantics here, but it's important. It's so and it kind of goes, so it, go, it goes perfectly in line with this discussion right here, which is like, hey, that brand, we know what we're doing and we're telling people what we're doing, but that's not totally. what people are buying. Totally, totally. And, and, you know, I think that goes back to the importance of not, not believing your own bullshit too much and not convincing right. yourself of some story that may not be true. Um, and just evaluating things on a semi-regular basis as objectively and clinically and coldly as humanly possible. Because when I went through that exercise with O2, you know, I developed the hypothesis that we just weren't doing a good job 
of communicating on our packaging what was so great about what we were selling, right? Mm -hmm. And then I validated that after talking with dozens of uh, gym owners, dozens, and I think you, you and I had that conversation, mm -hmm. dozens of, of, uh, of Drinko2.com website subscribers. Everybody told me, almost without exception, that they drink O2 because it's just a cleaner, better sports drink. No, I mean, maybe, maybe one or two people said, oh, I drink it for, you know, recovery. Everybody right. else was, I, I drink it for the hydration. I drink it for the taste. Right. I drink it, you know, sometimes. Yeah, the taste, which nobody wants to say, by the way. They're like, I drink it because it tastes like sugar. And you're like, dude, it's, it's, it's like you can only have so much water over the course of the day, right? And I'm a big proponent for hydration, but water tastes boring sometimes. Right. And so a lot of people just drink it you know, to supplement their own water intake. Um, and everything kept coming back to delicious, effective hydration. Right. And so when, when that sort of hypothesis got confirmed, then I was like, okay, we need to make what we're selling look like what people are actually buying because right now it doesn't. And, and I think that we did a pretty good job. I mean, we, we worked, with um, an agency partner that was incredible over the course of 2022 to develop several different versions of, of mm -hmm. what ultimately became our can design. We put it into consumer testing. Um, it tested higher than body armor on purchase intent and uniqueness and likability, which are really big deals in the packaging space. Um, and since we launched it a couple of weeks ago, people love it. And I think that people love it because it's just a better reflection of what it is that they love about O2, you know? Yeah. And I, and I, and I'm positive that more people who walk by the cooler at the gym and see these new cans in the cooler who don't know about O2 are going to reach for it and take a look at it and see that it looks pretty tasty. Maybe ask the gym owner about it or ask a coach or just buy it on the spot. I know that's happening. I've seen it happening at my gym and it's cool to see that in real life. As you're talking through this, I'm kind of going through my Rolodex of uh, other drinks in the space. And, and mm -hmm. as you're walking through this, did you look at kind of the other players in the space and realize that they had all kind of done something very similar? In terms of their evolution or in terms um, of the, the can design specifically, not their drinks. Right. Because yeah. right. if I think about all the other ones, I'm like, oh, they all did that at some yeah. point. And I think that that's to be expected, you know, um, at, at least for a lot of entrepreneurs in our space are first time entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I think that for first time entrepreneurs, it's, it would be really surprising if you got the packaging right, right out of the <laughs> gate, you know, right. or any first time entrepreneur, if right. you got anything perfectly right out of the gates. Really yeah. It's like a gym. You get your logo. Nobody gets their logo yeah, right. The exactly. first time, nobody gets their membership packages. Exactly. They don't pick us. They don't pick a space exactly. correctly. The first time, exactly. nothing. You get zero One, things right. The first time. The ones that are successful understand that and have the self-awareness to understand that and have the ability to, you know, take that awareness and turn it into an evolution versus just sticking to the same thing because it's easier or because they like it or because that's how we've always done things or whatever. Right. So I think that, you know, the brands that are in the space, like them or hate them, um, th they've they've all evolved, you know, for better or for worse from what they originally started at because of the intention of okay, we get, we got to learn from what we're doing and, and hopefully grow from it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, listen, it's a business. Like you got to turn product particularly, totally. I mean, totally. obviously like, and, and I don't think what most people don't know is like the margins aren't typically great in, mm -hmm. in, the, in, in the food industry. Right. right? Like, and right. most people will tell you like the food industry is a penny is a penny industry, mm -hmm. right? Like it's like the margins are not great. It's a volume game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, right. And, I, and, and if I, packaging bumps you up 4%, that might not sound like a lot, but in the food and beverage game, 4% is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's, it's a lot, you know, I think it's a lot for the retail partners as well, you know, because when you sell a can of O2 at your gym, you're making a dollar, a dollar 50 and profit off of that, which is, which is fine. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a good margin, but a dollar 50 isn't going to change your life. Right. Right. However, if you're selling hundreds of cans, right. In the course of a month, yeah, $1.50 adds up. Right. You know? Um, and so 
you know, that's something that we tried to keep in mind too, was what's going to be the net impact on our retail partners, particularly our gym partners, because that's where we're extra, extra focused now that we've gone through this reevaluation of the biz model, business model. What's going to be the net result in the places that matter? And, you know, we, that's part of the reason why we put this packaging into consumer testing with a bunch of fitness buffs is do, do people who are strangers to O2 really like it? And we found right. that it performed twice as well as our existing design and better than the best packaging in the space. And so wow. the answer to that question is yes, and it's hell yes. So we're pretty excited to see what net impact and net improvement, you know, this gets at the, at the retail level, particularly in gyms as well. So outside of the branding, what were some of the other significant changes that you had? Um, obviously, if we, the, the very obvious one is like cost. We have to cut costs mm -hmm. like when I'm losing VC funding, right? So yeah, right. what are some of the other, like what are, what are some of the fundamental changes that you guys have to make as a business and like strategically, operationally, what does that even yeah. look like? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, it looked like, a tremendous amount of financial modeling. It feels like all right. we did for you know a couple months was build various financial models in different scenarios. Um, but it, it looked like a rationalization of of the business, of the team, um, and, a, and a full and complete reevaluation of what we offer and why we offer it. Um, one of the things that I'm you know I'm particularly excited about, and people have been excited about that came out of that is we made a decision to bring back what was once a very popular product of ours, which is the O2 hydration mix. Have you, have you tried that, Fern? Uh, I tried it when it originally came out, but not no. since then. It's, yeah, a, it's been forever. Yeah. And, and I know I'm biased, but you know, it, I encourage people to try it. And if you don't like it, I'll personally refund your money. Um, it's like, it's basically like a liquid IV, except mm -hmm. ours actually tastes good. And not only does it taste good, it tastes great. So like people actually enjoy drinking our hydration mix versus choking something down that tastes like salt water. Right. And, and this product for us has a lot of potential um, in the retail environment in gyms because we've seen, you know, products like LMNT uh, do well right. in those environments. In some cases, uh, I think Hydrant made a push into CrossFit at, at a certain point. Um, but we which feel right now I've had a lot of element tea, but mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you. I do not enjoy the, the taste of salt water. It, it's salt water, man. And, and, you know, I'll drink it occasionally when I fast, um, right. outside of that, like I'm not doing that because I like it, you know, right. now, now that O2 hydration mix is back in stock, I'm doing that because I like it. And it's just easy if you're, if you're going backpacking or, you know, on a bike ride or whatever, you can kind of control how much or how little you put in your water. And people right. really like that. And it's also a, a pretty profitable product. It's something that we can offer strong profit margins on to our retail right. partners. And it, frankly, it costs us less money to ship a case of that, which is like, oh, God, I'm sure. right, right, right. Versus a, a, a case of, you know, 12 pound water. Yeah, a couple, a couple hundred of those is about the size of a, you know, roll of uh, toilet paper uh, versus uh, two pallets of uh, exactly. O2 cans. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, so that was something positive that came out of it that we were really excited about. In addition to the rebrand, you know, I touched on. I'll be honest with you. I thought you were going to be like, we're bringing back the the peach CBD. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to happen for many reasons. I know. I know. Really I appreciate know. this. The the <laughs> origin of our hydration mix flavors peach pear and pomegranate guava were the same flavors that we had the CBD product. Okay. Well, I'm in. Sold, it's right? it's just pain in the ass to sell a product with CBD online. No, right? I know. I know we, we've talked about this before, but um, I just want to give you a hard time about that. Mm -hmm. um, only so that uh, Barry said this, so only 700 or 370 milligrams of sodium though. How come is that for educate me here? Is that a lot or a little? That's a good amount of sodium. I'm just looking at the nutrition facts in front of me now. Um, 16% daily value. So, you know, Dude, by the way, if you haven't noticed, Dave, most of the people in the comments are actually real people, but the names are quite, quite, uh, how should we say? Um, what's the word I'm looking for here, Cody? They're, uh, 
imagine they have good imagination. Yeah, <laughs> Barry Barry McCockiner is is a very very uh, trusted trusted fan of the Oh, don't worry. This is one of the more this is that's one of the better ones, Dave. There's some some that you have to read four or five times. That's and you're great. Like, oh, yeah, that's I'm great. Let me answer this question as seriously yeah. as we possibly can from Barry yep. McCockiner. Okay. Um, <laughs> so so three is a good amount, sixty percent the other value. Um, it's it's not as much as element T. And if you want that much sodium, drink element T. Um, however, if you want something that like tastes really good that you can drink and enjoy it, I would say drink O2. Um, so, you know, we crafted that, that sodium and potassium blend pretty purposefully. Um, our product has, gosh, I can't remember how much potassium element T has, but I'm, I'm fairly certain our product is significantly more potassium. And, and I think that that, that ratio of sodium to potassium is pretty important. We actually developed that based on an IV bag. So you know, if you're one of those people who drinks like, I don't know, two grams of salt a day, um, this this might not be this might not be for you. But if you're somebody, I, yeah, who, I'm not even sure that's necessary. I mean, like maybe I'm sure there are times like if you're going through extreme bouts of uh, of like tons of sweating, you're outside all the time. Then maybe maybe uh, a lot of sodium. You know, people have a tendency, um, and I was reminded of this uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, Tasha and Nicole pretty well. Yeah. You were just um, out there for a diesel day, weren't you? Yeah, I was just out there yeah, for diesel. Okay. Day. Yep. So I did my diesel day in October, and then uh, one of my team members did his first diesel day a couple of weekends ago. Um, and Tosh does a really good job of preparing everybody for what diesel day is, which is a 24-hour nonstop workout. And he gives a lecture, a lecture on, on hydration. And what he reminded everyone of in that lecture is something that often goes unspoken, which is it's it's pretty regular and pretty not good for people to over consume too much electrolytes mm -hmm. because that, that causes your body to pull liquid out of your muscles and, and into your stomach where you have so many electrolytes. And that's not good for cramps. That's not good for, you know, physical mobility. It's not good for a lot of things. So, you know, I, this is one of those things where more is, is not always better in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, there, I, there's a, there's pretty solid science behind that too. That say that's, that that um i have to go back and find out where it was but it's in i think it's in the journal of sports medicine but referring to hydration levels and a lot of them show that peak physical performance is actually more often had at a slight level of dehydration mm, interesting yeah interesting so you gotta be uh, thirsty to want it maybe that's it <laughs> <laughs> um so okay so you guys are going to be back at the games. Yep. Um, what's that? Do you guys know what that is going to look like? Or, or let's, so there's multiple things yeah. going on there, right? So you guys yeah. are, are heavily involved, born out of the CrossFit affiliates. I don't want to rehash that. We've talked about this many times. And anybody who was born yesterday knows that. The You guys are in the APN, the games. Obviously, the games is its own monster. You'll be there just showering people in O2. Um, <laughs> what about the APN? What's What do you guys have there? Um, APN's, it's actually, uh, it's like our best retail deal out there. Um, okay. and I, I can't recall off the top of my head, the exact specifics on the introductory offer. Um, but I know that the margins are, are very, very competitive mm -hmm. and, uh, very good. So I'd encourage people, you know, if you're CrossFit gym and haven't checked out the APN deal from O2 yet, check it out. Um, so, so, you know, we really like that relationship and, and that's been a pretty big business driver. But so is this one too, you know, right. and, and as far as the introductory deal goes, our introductory deal with best hours, I think the best we offer, which you correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe it's buy, buy three 24 packs, get two free or buy two 24 packs, get three free, something like that. And they're Cody, free. Can you verify that? Free O2 mini fridge, free O2. Yeah, the O2, the fridge is huge. Yeah, it's buy three, get two, and uh, you get the fridge and the branded uh, Yeti Rambler. Which that thing is pretty dope, man. I use that thing is pretty time. dope. That yeah. is pretty dope. And if you guys are are uh, on watching on YouTube, you can see the link for that stuff in the description for this this show right now. There you go. Booyah. Um, so yeah, so so that's kind of what what the APN looks like. What um, you know, our plans for Madison look like. Still a little bit up in the air. I mean, I think we did a really really good job last year of making it impossible for somebody to not see somebody with a can of O2 in their hands right. or some O2 apparel or an O2 
badge. I mean, O2 is everywhere in right. that last year. And there's, of course, there's things I would do differently next time mm -hmm. around, um, which, which we will. But I think we did a pretty good job of activating that partnership. Do you guys, I'm sure you have metrics coming out of stuff like that. What, what, um, what are, I mean, damn dude, we're, it's May. That's wild. I know. The, it's terrifying. For 2023, what's a, what's a win for O2 look like for you guys this year? Coming out of the CrossFit games? Uh, no, just for the year in general. I mean, it th yeah, obviously throw the CrossFit games in there, yep. but like if you, when you, you, when you close out for New Year's Eve, what are you, what are you going to look back and be like, yep, we did it. We checked I mean, the box. I really think that, that the launch of the rebranded can and the relaunch of the hydration mix, that's the biggest thing I wanted to get done this year. And, and the team rallied to get that done on time and under budget, which for a project of that magnitude, imagine renovating your house, right? right. And what a pain in the ass that is. Right. Um, does that ever cost as much money and take as, as, as little time as you think it will? It's like, no, no. It not, if you're my, not if you're my in-laws. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Over budget and it takes longer than you expect. And, and there was a ton of hustle that our team put into making sure that we get this done and we do it well. And we, we do our the liquid formulation, the justice it deserves in the packaging and the visual aesthetics, rebrand the website, rebrand everything that we touch, you know, and email flows, rebrand the boxes that O2 comes in when shipped to your doorstep. It said like everything was, was reworked. And that was a monumental effort. And we have gotten nothing but like really enthusiastic, positive response from our customers, retail partners and DC customers alike based on the new can. So, th so that was, that's a big one. Did you guys hire the uh, the now let go uh, marketing director from Bud Light? Is that she's, she's <laughs> no. available? She's, no, okay. Yeah, although, although the two guys, <laughs> so we hired two guys, and they're based out of New York, um, and and just she's she's available now. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people from Bud Light are probably coming available. <laughs> um, but, but we hired two guys from New York, and these are two just really good human beings, fit, active guys themselves. Right. And they've worked with clients ranging from Bud Light and Grey Goose all the way down to, you know, startups um, smaller than O2. And, you know, they knocked it out of the park. And, and you know, I have to give credit where credit's due to um, James from my team, Chris from my team, Shane from my team. The, these guys were heavily involved in the process with that agency. And, you know, it, it really does kind of take a village in this sense when you're working with an outside partner to make sure that they're successful. Um, because at the end of the day, it's got your name on it. You know, it's not something where you say, okay, I'm going to hire this, these great couple guys to, you know, to do this project and can't wait to see what they come back with in 14 months. Like we were there actively right. leading that every step of the way. And our team did a great job doing that. And I think the, the, the result sort of speaks for itself. I don't know why when you were talking about that, I started just thinking about just like working with, outside entities and it's I tough think it's super it's tough. tough for many reasons number one being cost and, and and realizing that at really at the end of the day it's it's in the outside entity's best interest that you your project takes longer and costs more it costs more of course yep that is, right. a, that is a cold hard reality um and whether it's malicious or not it it's doesn't just, matter like that's just the incentive at which point people will lean towards the incentive in right. in, in, a, in any way um, even if they're not aware of it in some instances, right. um, what that's, a, this is an interesting topic. What, when you guys are going through the three branding, how are you guys collecting information to figure out where you're going to go? Because I think, I think this is a topic that number one, I think affiliate owners spend way too much time on, um, a, they spend too much time on it. B virtually none of them know anything about it. So you're spending ton, a ton of time on something that you know nothing about to basically, Prove your own hypothesis, which is I like what I like. Mm -hmm. And it's like, of course you do. Mm -hmm. You're you. Mm -hmm. Right. But going through like, like I think about like our logo, like the number of things that we changed on it over the years. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I literally just pulled shit out of a hat, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that in, in some industries, no, this isn't the fact. Some industries, logo, packaging, branding, are far more important than others, you know? 
And, and I would say that in, in the industry that O2 is in, a 14-month exercise is, is appropriate for mm-hmm. level of importance. Um, if I owned a gym and I spent 14 months on a rebranding project, I should be shot because those are 14 months that I could spend on, you know, developing my coaches better or, right. you know, getting, getting more new people in the door. I, I think it's important, but it's not as important. Right. Um, but I think that the fundamentals are, are probably pretty similar, right. which it, it, you know, it doesn't matter what you like. It matters what, what your target customers like. You know? Oh man, um, you're, hitting, you're hitting so many nerves with affiliate owners right now. We're just like, that's, it's, it's honestly, it's one of the biggest hurdles that, that I find we have to jump over in coaching and mentor at affiliate owners. Like they, it's just like, but I, but I like, I'm romantic about this. This is the way we've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it is fear for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's on and it's unacknowledged fear. Uh, and then some of it is just romanticism. And it's like, dude, it doesn't fucking matter what you like. It mean, doesn't I, matter how you feel about money. None of that stuff matters. Right. Right. I, I think that you <clears throat> like, you know, I'm not saying you want to be, selling something that you don't believe in or that's a given you're, you know, your aesthetic is something you can't stand. That's not what I'm saying. But, but what I'm saying is while, while it's, you know, it, it matters to an extent what you like, it doesn't matter nearly as much what the people who are going to be paying you money for your product or service like, and, and that's a, that's a tough thing to accept. But once you accept it, it's like, okay, I just need to go out and find out what they like. Well, how do you right. do that? You talk to them, you know, right. talk to them, have a bunch of one-on-one conversations, maybe pull a group together, you know. Um, it's not that hard to conduct a focus group or a series of 10 to 20 interviews with your prospective targets on something, you know, something that you want to run by them. You know, people give up 10 minutes, 20 minutes of their time for a $25 Amazon gift card. And that could be the yeah. best. $250 investment you've ever made. If you talk to 10 people and you know, they, they show you that what you're putting out in the world sucks today or what you're thinking about putting out in the world is fantastic. Like that's a great ROI on your time and money. And I think that that's, that's the process for any large and small organizations. Just talk to your customers. Well, you bring up a good point. Cause people, we have dude, people ask us all the time, should I send a survey? And I'm like, you should just go talk to them. Yeah, go talk to like them. Just, just go ask them that question yep. that you and I. You, a focus group A is would be more fun. B would be significantly faster. And C, you can't get context. I agree. In a survey. I agree. I totally right? agree. So for affiliate owners, I'm like, I'm like, I literally was just going to write it on the board here. I'm like, do a uh, twice a year, do a focus group. Bring in five to six people, mm-hmm. series of questions. Mm-hmm. And then don't, you don't even have to do anything with the information. Just gather and see what you see, what it says. Right. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and, you know, there's a time and a place for surveys for sure. But it's like it's at the end. It's not the beginning. Right. Of that process. You know, the beginning of that process should be. And again, I'm biased, but this is how this is how we did it. To set up 15 minute Zoom calls or even better in person coffee meetings or whatever with an individual who has either bought your stuff in the past or is somebody who you would like to buy your stuff in the future and talk to them (laughs) because it's conversations like that. I mean, you and I were doing that in 2020 as we were trying to figure out how the hell to navigate through the pandemic. Right. You you shared a lot of insight on what gym owners were struggling with and what O2 might be able to do to help. And it was through conversations like that where we were able to to have some some sort of impact, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and we wouldn't be around today had we not had conversations with you and others just like that over and over and over again, because that is the greatest source of value, I think, in a business to determining its trajectory is delivering on what its customers want. That is um, the longer I do, the longer I run the affiliate, the more that starts to, and this is kind of like how we've revamped how we at best are like teach and look at the business that, you know, you have the business side, you have all the the X's and O's, the administration, the the sales, the operations, all that kind of stuff. And at most, at, at the very most, that is 50% of the equation. Mm, yeah. Yep. The other 50% is what we have described as your service, but what is actually could just be interpreted as like, 
what does the client want, which is mm -hmm. results. They mm -hmm. want to come in and that results has a lot of different faces. Obviously they want to get fitter. Yep. Broad spectrum for fitness, yep. right? They want to have a good time. Yep. Make some friends, make some friends and they want to want to come back. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's actually the hardest part. People think the business is the hardest part. It's not. Business mm -hmm. is business. I'm not saying business is yeah. easy. I'm not saying it's even simple to some mm -hmm. degree. But, dude, anybody who's like really tried to sink their teeth in hard to customer mm -hmm. service mm -hmm. will tell you that like customer service is by far the heaviest lift. Mm -hmm. It is also by far the highest return lift totally. you'll ever do. Totally, totally. Is building that culture with your members and with your staff and, you know, with your co-founders that revolves around, we do what's best for our customers. You know, we provide them with our value proposition, which has been developed, you know, solely with them in mind. Everything else is just noise, you know, but I think that's, that's part of what makes your affiliate great. That's part of what makes the, the one that I go to CrossFit Roots great is you spend a lot of time and energy developing a culture around delivering that value proposition. And that's, that's the first thing you think of when you wake up. The last thing you think of when you go to bed is how can I make my members feel better? You know, feel better about themselves, feel better about the friends that they've developed, about, you know, coming back for more tomorrow. Like, how can I make them feel good? And if you make people feel good in that setting, dude, you're golden. You know, the business runs itself almost. But, but that's the hard part is just delivering on that value proposition. Yeah. Delivering. I think the fulfillment aspect of it is it gets overlooked a lot. People look at sales so much mm -hmm. because it's, uh, I think really because like falling short on like sales metrics and targets is a bummer. Mm -hmm. Having to swallow the I'm not fulfilling pill is there's a, like you have a visceral reaction to yeah. that. Yeah. You're just like, Ugh. Like I, I'm sick yeah. and I don't, I honestly, I think that's why people don't want to hear that their classes are not that great or their coaching could be better because man, it's just hard to hear. That's like that's, an ego hit. It is of course, but that's the first step to getting better. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta swallow that pill in order to get better. Right. You can't, you can't recover if you're just delaying it. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that sometimes you need a gut punch, whether you deliver it, you know, yourself or somebody else delivers it, delivers it to you to spur you into the action required to just objectively facing the facts, whatever they are, whether you like them or not, mm -hmm. you know, and then, okay, based on what I've learned today, which most business owners, I'm sure will say a lot, I've learned a lot based on what I've learned today. How would I do this differently if I were doing it from scratch? Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we did when we got our last gut punch. That's what mm -hmm. I do fairly regularly now is what would this look like if I were doing it from scratch? And it becomes more and more centered on the stuff that matters and less and less centered on the noise. And regardless of the industry, what matters is how much can I get people to love what I'm doing? You know? That's the name of the game, dude. That is the name of the game. You want people to be so bought in. Totally. That it sales is not even. Totally. You still want to put thought into it, but it's just their layups. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the customers got to love you. Yeah. Um, on that note, what, what do you guys have? Or what are you either O2 or you personally got coming up here for the remainder of the year? Uh, let's see. I got another team member coming out to do a diesel day. Um, uh oh. I'm going out there. I won't be out there for diesel day. I'll be out there in uh, June for the big fish. Um, oh, good. Oh, yeah. I'll be there too. Which I, I dude, I rogered up to that. I'm thinking probably it was something else. I still have are no you, idea what's happening. You actually I don't I literally don't know. He was just like, Hey, you've been chosen. I was like, Yay, right? And I look, I but so I'm gonna go there prepared to Dude. have my dick drag in the ground. But I'll, like I'll find out. I don't know if you know this. I'm the executive director of the Big Fish Foundation. Well, so, I would like some insider information to I'll be, uh, I'll be to appropriate. I, I mean, I'm sure I could just ask Tosh, like, what am what am I doing? Like I don't like <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Are you um, sure you want to know that? I mean, maybe you uh, don't know that. I mean, whatever. I'll just deal with it. I haven't, I haven't, uh, this will be my, um, like I try to do like one, uh, I try to do one hard thing that I've not prepared for every year. That's awesome. And I, this would be like, this would be it. 
So that, I, I have no idea what it'll be, but either way, I'm not prepared for it. Or I, maybe I'm prepared you, for it or not, but, but I will. You, you can't prepare for these. You just Correct. can't, you right. know, um, bring uh, some comfortable shoes and a, a couple changes of clothes and a good attitude, a water, a water bottle and a good attitude. That's right. Cause I think, cause I'll be there for like a week almost, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I know, I know regardless of uh, what my role is there or, or what happens there, it will be a positive experience and I will take a ton away from it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. These are life-changing experiences. And, and you know, our, the annual fundraiser is just as impactful, if not more than every diesel day that I've either observed or done mm-hmm. myself. And, and I hope you are going through it because you really, you, you really get no a lot of doing hard shit. You can't really prepare. Well, for I'm definitely going to do a diesel day for sure. Good. Um, that's, I'm, that's happening. Um, but I, I rogered up because he asked me, he's like, Hey, we want you to come out. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm awesome. in just sign awesome. me up. Um, cause There's I was talking one. to Nicole, I was talking to Nicole about it and I was like, I'm coming out there. She's like, you are. She's like, are you doing it? I was like, I don't know. Like, well, you better get ready. I was like, okay. yeah. <laughs> either way, it'll be a good time. Yeah. Well, I'm going to see you in June. I should. Yeah, know. absolutely. Do you know the dates? It's like, uh, I want to say I'm going to be there from like the 8th to the 12th or something like that. 8th to the 12th. Okay. All right. Actually, stand by. I will tell you right now. I have my calendar pulled up. 7th through yeah, the 12th. Yeah. 7th yeah. through the 12th. 8th, 9th. Yep. 10th. Good. Awesome, man. Well, let's get together when you're out here. Um, Done. I'll have nothing else to do. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, maybe, maybe we'll save the save the late night drinking sessions for after the event versus before spice Um, it up. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Um, um, what else? So a diesel day coming up. What else? Yep. Uh, what else? Good question. I got some travel planned. Um, you know, we've got some pretty big, uh, partnership announcements in the works at O2 that we're pretty stoked about. Um, yeah. Bigger than best hour. I mean, that's hard to beat, but you be the judge. Um, but honestly, man, this best hour partnership has been fantastic. Um, Good, I'm glad. And, you know, you can tell your customers love you. Um, so we've got some cool stuff, you know, happening. And at some point, we got to start getting ready for the games. So, you know, we'll try and figure yeah, that we out. We got to do that too. We uh, this will be the first year. Be uh, as of right now, we will not be judging. We will just be there. Hey, look doing at that. stuff with the affiliate, recording podcasts, having a good time, and um, maximizing fan experience. Shall we there say? Yeah. Good. Well, me too. (laughs) Um, Cool. Anything else, man? Anything else you want to share? Anything else you want to jam on? No, dude. This has been great, man. I I appreciate the time, and I hope this was, you know, at least somewhat valuable. Oh yeah. Here's a question from Nick. Ah, new flavors. New flavors. Um, We might do a, you know, a special limited edition flavor uh, for one of these partnership announcements that we've got coming out. We'll see. Um, But Nick and everybody else, if you haven't tried the hydration mix, definitely try it because those are two really remarkable flavors of O2 and it just tastes awesome. Peach pear and pomegranate guava are the flavors. Peach. I'm a fan of effort. Oh, and the carbonated question. I saw this earlier. So fun fact about um, O2 is it's super oxygenated and that's real and that's legit. It's got about seven times the oxygen of normal water, which means we can't carbonate it because you, you basically got to choose which gas you want to infuse into the liquid um so So if we were to fill up a pool of o2 would i float more or sink more i don't know there's only one way to find out buy some pallets (laughs) but uh kitty pool of o2 at the games everybody we're gonna see if ackerman floats that's right um so you can't carbonate the drinks but if you want to get crazy you know again get a hydration mix and get a soda stream and carbonate the hell out of it i hope that would that would that would do the trick that's cool um, anything else in there, Cody, worth answering? Anything from D's Nuts or any one of the other Barry McCockiner <laughs> stupid yeah. names we got in here? Um, I love you guys, by the way. This is the whack. We call oh, these people the whack, was- the whack pack. I mean, the whack I- pack, Dave. I thought that was clever. Maybe I'm just naive, but I didn't get it until you mentioned it. Oh, no. there's so- The whack pack just gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um so uh, where's the best place for people to find out more? Just go to O2, drink O2. Yeah, drinko2.com. If, if you're a gym owner, you know, we've got a remarkable deal for you guys for best hour. Um, click the uh, wholesale application. Takes 
not even 45 seconds to fill out and reference best hour of the day. And we will get you squared away with that awesome introductory offer that I mentioned by three cases, get two for free, free branded mini fridge and a free O2 best hour Yeti. So check it out. Drinko2.com. Sweet. Yep. Go in the APN. If you're not in the APN already, still the number of affiliate owners don't know the APN is a thing. Mm -hmm. There's a tremendous amount of resources in there. Go look at that stuff. Uh, if you're one of our clients and you forget all of this stuff, just hit us up. We will make sure and we get you handed off to Dave and his team for that. Yep. Um, like, subscribe. Like, and subscribe. Uh, and uh, please share this with your friends. And Dave, I can't wait to see you here in like, I don't know, call it two months, man. Dude, looking forward to it, man. A month, not even two months. Call it a month. It's like seven, it's like seven weeks. No, like five <laughs> weeks. Can't tell time. Um, yeah, it's, it's coming up quick, dude. So I'm um, looking forward to it, man. Um, Take up rucking. else? Take up take rucking. Up, take up rucking. I've been thinking about that. We have a ruck uh, and um, thing in our uh, office over there. Good. Uh, in the other office on the gym. So I'll just start walking around the three-mile loop here Perfect. that we have at the gym. Um, cool. All right, gang. We'll go see you guys next time. If you guys are not drinking O2, picture Get on spot. it. Do it. <laughs>